0: All right, it is Sunday, October 25th. This is The Popular Vote with Melissa and James. Melissa, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. And I, more importantly, I think you're doing great as well. And I think congratulations are in order. Am I correct?
0: You are correct. I did. I had to get tested (laughs) for COVID on Thursday. And thank God, inshallah, I uh, was found to be negative. So I got my results um, and I will say this, if you need to get a COVID test, Walgreens is the place to go, in my opinion. They don't charge, it's absolutely free. I There was a long line of cars, it was drive-through testing, and it's all self-administered, so it's not like the total shove up the nose, it's like the one inch in, which we're all, I mean, <laughs> let me put it this way, that's the only time that one inch has been enough for me, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with a long line of cars and within 10 minutes, I was out and done. Oh, so that's great. super great. Yeah. So highly recommend you go to a Walgreens, you make an appointment online, but it's awesome. So other than that, how are you doing?
1: Uh great. I haven't really done a lot this week in terms of leaving my Um, apartment. Um, Chicago COVID numbers are quite high and we got quite a lecture from Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, these past two weeks. So I've mostly been hanging out at home. I've been watching a lot of documentaries, movies, TV shows, but yeah, there's really nothing new in my life. I feel like we're just so close to another complete lockdown that, yeah, I'm afraid to go outside.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, It's pretty terrifying. Um, I know in Indiana, we've had like our like highest numbers to date. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's a hot mess. But I mean, it's okay. We're turning the corner, right?
1: <laughs> we're turning the corner. We're learning not only <laughs> to live with it, but we're learning to die with it too.
0: <laughs> so on that note, you <laughs> saw, I know you saw the iconic Pete Souza documentary. Is it called The Way I See It?
1: Yes. So tell me
0: about that, because I haven't seen it, but I think I want to see it.
1: I watched it last night. Um, It was on NBC, but I think it's also on Hulu and maybe other streaming services for free. Mm -hmm. And I like Pete Sousa, right? He was the... um, official photographer in the Obama White House. He became very famous for all of the shade that he's been throwing on Instagram in relation to Trump's behavior and antics. And so this documentary, it's interesting because it's really not that much about Pete Souza. Um it's more so a documentary about the importance of journalism and compassion which we, you know, desperately need right now. Mhm. Um, And honestly, it was, I felt whiplash, right? Because that documentary shows all these photos of Obama and Biden. And it really transported me back to the Obama years, right? Which feels like a lifetime ago rather than four years ago. Um, And, you know, Obama was not a perfect president, but it was clear that he had a lot of respect for that office, and he was a very affable, likable person, right? And it's just such a departure from where we are today, and uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a good documentary. Um, You know, Pete Souza has a lot to say, but it's very enjoyable to look at those photographs from that era and kind of hear the stories behind them. So if you're looking for a feel-good watch – I recommend it. I got a little teary-eyed um at a few of the stories, Aww. but I know. Um, but it was really good and I recommend it for sure. Now, James, do you follow Pete Souza on Instagram or does the podcast follow Pete Souza on Instagram? I
0: believe so. Okay. I believe so. Okay. We we love uh we love the mashups that he does between, you know, um what's going on current day to what went on, you know, 4 to 8 years ago or 4 yeah. to 12 years ago really now at this point.
1: Yeah, and I was just doing research this morning because some of those photos are—I mean, they're—they're they're good because Obama's in them and it's a funny photo, but they're also just really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's an—he's an amazing photographer. So, just trying to do research to figure out like how can I get prints of some of my favorite photos that he's taken from the um, Obama administration. And I had this idea that in my guest bathroom, I was gonna print out a bunch of like, I don't know, 10 by 12 photographs, frame them and and just make a wall of like my favorite (laughs) Obama presidency photos in my guest bathroom. So anytime someone comes over, it's just like 20 photos of Obama invited.
0: That's kind of amazing. Also, I feel like that is one way to never get your aunt that has blocked you on Facebook (laughs) to come and visit you in Chicago. Not that it was likely to begin with, but I feel like it's definitely less likely now if you put that up.
1: Yeah, I mean, she thinks Chicago's being burned down by Black Lives Matter protesters. (laughs) So I don't think she'd come for that reason, but if she did. I would encourage her to use my guest bathroom for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Of course. And I'm sure it would be stocked with Bath and Body Works, soaps and candles too, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. Mahogany teakwood all the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So you watched The Way I See It. And now you also watched, not a documentary, but... um, Filmed as a documentary, the new Borat movie, which surprisingly is on Amazon Prime, correct?
1: Okay, I love that this is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I I have no idea if this is true, but you know, Trump has made some very mean comments about Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. And listen, Jeff Bezos should not have that much money. Amazon is a very successful company, and he should be very wealthy, but it's kind of ridiculous that he's like almost a trillionaire, pretty much, right? That's obnoxious. Right. Anyway, um, Trump has called him like Jeff Bozos and like just like <laughs> stupid names, right? And I feel like it's an interesting choice for a fake billionaire to go after an actual real billionaire. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I like to think that that just really annoyed Jeff Bezos. And he's like, okay. I am going to distribute the new Borat movie and I'm going to make it so in everyone's face just to piss off Trump. Right Um, this morning. Um, my, I have a bunch of Alexa devices in my house, and um, there's a Borat assistant where instead of Alexa, it's Borat, and it's hysterical. Um, excuse me,
0: that's amazing. <laughs>
1: so like Borat is like everywhere right now, um, and I just think it's Jeff Bezos being petty, which I can appreciate. But anyway, the actual film itself, it is, oh man, it is quite a watch. It is jaw dropping. I. <laughs> I thought that there was something funny in every bit and and every minute, honestly. Um, but at the same time, it did humanize some characters and made you understand that like most people are good, even though many are confused or lost in propaganda today. But it it's a wild ride of a movie, and I highly recommend it. Um, and there's so many layers, right? Because it's Sasha Baron Cohen as borat right but because everyone knows who borat is it's him as borat and then borat is like impersonating someone else Mm -hmm. right so there's a lot of layers um and yeah it's it's a good it's a good movie my my two favorite parts was um (laughs) he goes to a synagogue in georgia because He's told by someone like on Facebook that the Holocaust wasn't real. He's like very upset about <laughs> it, right? And he walks into the synagogue. And he says, um, rather than return to Kazakhstan to be executed, I decide to take my own life. Since I do not have money to buy a gun, I went to the nearest synagogue to wait for the next mass shooting disguised <laughs> as a typical Jew. And his and outfit is just... I was laughing so hard I was crying, Um, but this is the interesting thing about the movie. Like It's so offensive, so uh, you feel awkward laughing about it, right? But then he goes into the synagogue and there's a Holocaust survivor there that just shows him the most compassion, even though he's being so offensive, right? (laughs) And it's, it's just, it's an interesting movie because it's this juxtaposition, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then my other favorite part is he goes to a Republican convention in a full-on like Klan outfit with like the white pointy hat. I don't know what it's called. And he walks in. (laughs) And he goes, "I'm Stephen Miller. Sorry, I'm late." And like no one bats an eye. (laughs) Like you would think that someone dressed up as a KKK person would be escorted out, but like no one bats an eye at all. Um, Oh my god! So it's just a ridiculous movie. And James, you have to finish watching it. It is insane. I need to.
0: I watched the first 15 minutes. I did get to the scene where Borat is buying a um, a cell phone, like a smartphone, and he. I'll just leave it at that. It, it's very early on in the movie. And I thought that scene was very funny and I'll leave uh, it at that. Um, I do. I, I, I really, I really was a big fan of um, like the late nineties, early two thousands, Ali G show on um, uh-huh. HBO. Some of those interviews that he does, Borat and Bruno are absolutely hilarious. Um, absolutely okay. hilarious. So Asasha uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is, is, is in my opinion, absolutely a comic genius, but I mean, no yeah. one else can do those sorts of like, I'm just going to call them Jewish jokes. Like no one else can do them. Like no one else can do them because I'm 99% sure he's Jewish. Correct.
1: Yeah. And in the movie, he speaks mostly Hebrew.
0: (laughs) Like no one else, no one else could do those jokes and get away with them.
1: I agree. He's a genius and a Patriot. Honestly. he, Yeah. Yeah. So you got to watch it.
0: Well, it's on it's on the list. um and and I've still got my prime subscription, you know, <laughs> my my ticket, my ticket to mostly dumpster features um, <laughs> with with some gems sprinkled in. So, um this past week, um, I watched something a little bit more vintage. I decided I decided, you know what? let's let's go back to a simpler time so i decided to watch um the entire season of um 1999's road rules latin america oh
1: my gosh james (laughs) what what was the catalyst for like this is what i'm gonna watch this is what i'm gonna settle in and watch
0: i i honestly think it was the youtube algorithm that like (laughs) somehow like was like here watch this episode and i was like oh my god i remember being like a very like Young child. I mean, I was like a young preteen. I was probably like ten or eleven, and I remember there was one Saturday where it was like a Road Rules Latin America marathon on, and I just started watching it back in nineteen ninety on Saturday, and I thought, this is so cool. These people are so mature. These young people. First of all, watching it as a thirty-two year old, what's weird is, do you ever do that thing where you watch something older, and even though you are, like, let's say for example, you watch something that was filmed back in like nineteen ninety two that involves like an eighteen year old. Okay. Mm -hmm. And today you're 32 or 31. You still feel like that person is older than you and has in some ways better judgment than you. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like this weird paradigm um these are like 18 to 22 year olds they are completely immature they are chain smoking their way through latin america and then they do these missions every episode that really don't mean anything and people get up and they get upset about it there was a fight that broke out in a hotel room between two contestants because someone called someone a bitch i mean it's so beyond meanwhile what i love is at the very start of the episode they're like we lost all of our credit cards and money and it's like well girl you have a camera crew from MTV following you. Like no one's going to go hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just it was a good like breather from everything. The um the not not promotional production content is very low grade, very low. I mean mm. <laughs> very low. I mean It was fun. It was entertaining. It was mindless. They're like 25 minute episodes and really nothing matters, but to them it's the most important thing going on in their lives, which is very, which is very fun.
1: Now, did you try and research like, where are these people now? Like where have they ended up? Are there any interesting stories there?
0: Well, it's interesting because one of them died at the age of like 43 of, of, I don't, of, of, I think cancer. Um, One of them, one of the comments on YouTube, the contestant who punched another contestant for calling her a bitch, um, her name is Gladys. And um, (laughs) there was someone who wrote in one of the comments, um, I know Gladys and she regrets this moment to this day. (laughs) Was
1: the username Gladys 1998?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were like, she's really sweet. She's nothing like this. She regrets it to this day. And I was like, oh, well, okay, you know. it, the whole thing. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you remember. Did you ever watch Road Rules? It's they. They're in this RV and they're basically like driving yeah. around doing these missions for like little prizes. I will say some of the prizes for some seasons are better than others. So like mm-hmm. some of the seasons at the end, they get a new car, which I think is like a pretty darn good prize to get a new car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. Like that's that's worth it. But like one year, one of the prizes was like an Apple computer, which like I'm not saying Apple computers aren't nice, but like. To do all those missions for an Apple computer, I don't think it's worth it.
1: Yeah. And I don't think Apple computers were $25,000 back in 19, 19- <laughs> you know, it's not, it's really not comparable right. to And they Apple.
0: were like the IMAX, with like the big ass, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like the big, yeah. co- I mean, they were very cool for their time, but yeah. so that was one of the prizes. One of the prizes was a home entertainment system.
1: Oh, that's very nineteen ninety. What, what do you think?
0: What do you think is the resale value on a on a home on a home entertainment system from nineteen ninety four today?
1: Um, I think as long as it's in an alley, ready to be picked up, like that's the only <laughs> way someone would accept it. You know, like there's no it's it's worth a negative, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So um, it's fun. You can watch most of the seasons for free on YouTube. They haven't been copyrighted by um, <laughs> Paramount Entertainment, so I mean, have at it. <laughs>
1: noted noted
0: <laughs> um so i guess we'll go ahead and pivot to well i mean and we always laugh on this especially in 2020 of all years that you know anything that happened 2 days ago actually happened 2 years ago so the last presidential debate would have been by that calculation what 5 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i really don't have much to say other than i think well what do you think i want to hear what you think
1: um so the debate i felt as though I was alarmed at how calm Trump was in maybe the first 25 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Where I thought, okay, his staff put him on some downers, gave him quite a stern talking to. He's eerily calm. And then of course, as time went on, right? He got more and more aggressive. His eyes got more dilated. He looked more and more angry. Um, I I don't understand why The selling point for this debate was muting microphones, and then microphones were not muted after like 40 minutes into the debate. And I also don't understand Mm -hmm. how Trump was allowed to always have the last word. Yeah. Um, And I don't understand how his supporters like weren't turned off by that, right? Because it's like, he just looks so petty. And he never talked about what he was doing. He just kept throwing shade at Joe Biden.
0: Joe Um, Biden or Hunter Biden?
1: Oh, both. both. Um. So, I, you know, we've been saying this, but I don't think that debate changed anybody's minds. I think people just doubled down on their candidate. I don't think it was worth a time or effort. I watched the entire thing and I was just annoyed, honestly. But what did you think about it?
0: Well, I went back and forth whether I was actually gonna watch it and I actually kind of watched it. I I um I had to run out to Meyer and I had to pick up some groceries and so I like had it on like my headphones and as I was going mm-hmm. through the store listening to it. Um so like I kind of watched it. Um I watched most of it. I think I got the first 45 minutes, and then when I got back from Meyer, I was like, okay, I need to like not do this anymore. But I kind of had three thoughts. One, I agree with you completely. I think at the end of the day, it just reinforced what you thought about the candidates. If you love yeah. Trump, you thought Trump was great. If you if you are voting for Joe Biden, you thought Trump was an abomination, disgusting and obnoxious, and you thought Biden was fine um, or adequate, really. Um, uh, I do think that the one thing that I thought was really interesting and I think was really smart for low information voters was the way that, when Biden finally said like, look, this Hunter Biden email hard drive, like quote unquote scandal. He was like, this is literally like out of the Russian playbook. Like every CIA director, every like intelligence professional the last several years is saying like, this is literally out of like, yeah. there's no substance to this. You're the one with the Chinese bank account. And, and basically said like, this is Russia again, trying to do the exact same thing. It worked last time. Why wouldn't they do it again? And I thought it was really smart from a diabolical standpoint, what Trump did, how he was like, oh, now you're saying it's Russia again. Wow. Russia, 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 you know, and and said that basically that this was the Democrats again, pinning something that looked bad on Russia again. I thought that was really smart on him because if you're a low information voter, that's, that's Mm -hmm. prone to kind of both sides isms and what about isms that Trump is displaying. I thought that was really, really actually kind of diabolically smart, even though like, if you have half a brain cell and you've been paying attention, like you know that that yeah that that's that it that it is Russia clearly. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I thought that I I they they were saying that the whole you know Joe Biden basically saying that we were going to have to pivot away from fossil fuels and oil, like them saying people saying that that was a gaff and that Trump saying that was a gaff. It was like well. What did you think? Like this is yeah. like like did you not think that at some point like the world is going to have to get off of fossil fuels? Like how is this earth shattering?
1: Yeah. It's not an infinite resource. So we will have to do that.
0: (laughs) Like, and here's the thing I can remember when, oh gosh, I think it was in 2005 or 2006 when president Bush at his, I think it was 06 at his state of the union address had said that America is addicted to oil. I mean, that was like, that was like the the frontline quote of that state of the union address. And that was from a very conservative Republican president. So, and, and I just think like, I, I mean, I, I think, like I said, I do think that that could possibly hurt him down in Texas and Pennsylvania at the margins. But people who care about energy were probably not like people who are in love with the fossil fuel industry. I have a really hard time thinking that they were going to vote for Joe Biden anyways.
1: Yeah. And who are those people? honestly, because I, from what we've seen in like the um auto industry, right, A lot of those companies, I remember years ago, people thought like, "Oh gosh, if we're mu- moving away from oil, like what does that mean?" Mm-hmm. You know, outside of oil companies, what does that mean for the automotive industry and all these other industries? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, when you look at companies like Tesla, right, that are very innovative and dependent on. You know, those cars are not dependent on oil or even a lot of like heavy machinery companies, right? A lot of those companies are also being innovative and finding different ways to power those heavy machines. So it's like, you know, we're already moving that way and it's already clear that companies can still be innovative so who like who exactly is fighting for oil companies to still be a thing? I don't I just I, it blows my mind. But yeah. yeah. And
0: I think I think believe it or not like climate change like it's an important issue to young voters but Gen Z in particular because they're the ones that are going to have to deal with the yeah. fallout from this issue yeah. and I think if anything I think if anything I think that, that comment at the margins probably helps Joe Biden's street cred with younger people. I, I mean agree. I think there's an argument to be made there that 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 making that kind of, you know, a unequivocal statement that we need to move away from oil is probably more beneficial to him in, in gaining some street cred with younger voters, right? Maybe, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So altogether, that's basically, th- that's, I thought, I thought it was, that was the whole thing. That was kind of all my thoughts on it. Did you have anything else on, on the iconic debate? And I, and I use that term very sarcastically tongue in cheek.
1: What did you think of the moderator?
0: <laughs> oh, was fine. I mean, I, I, I do think that she gave Trump the last word probably too many times, but what are you supposed to do? It's in the moment. Yeah, I mean, do you want another Chris Wallace moment? I mean, Uh and Joe Biden, he could have, you know, been just as petty as Trump and asked for the last word. But I think ultimately, I think that him not doing that spoke more about because mm-hmm. there were times where he was like, I, I did like, at one point, Joe Biden was like, I wasn't going to go there, but okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or one time, there, were, she was like, did you want to follow up, Biden? He was like, no. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he was like, no, go, move on. Like, like, I felt like he was the one that was keeping it moving.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, one last thing related to the debates. I saw that Steve Martin had posted a selfie and he said, my Halloween costume finally came today. And the photo, it just looks like a selfie of his face. And I kept looking at him like, what is his Halloween costume? And then I realized he had put a little fly in his hair. <laughs> And, you know, Steve Martin has white hair. So I just, I thought that was funny. And I hope that's every um Silver Fox's Halloween costume this year because it's perfect.
0: That is perfect. I will tell you um, for a split second, I got Steve Martin confused with Steve Harvey. And <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to give the visualization that I had when, when that sentence began, Melissa. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 Steve Martin, like father of the bride, like not, not, not family feud, Steve Martin or Steve Harvey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean he could he could do the same costume. Yeah. It might. It, I don't know how you'd get the fly to stick to his head. But yeah, yeah.
0: Oh gosh. So speaking speaking of celebrities, um, mm-hmm. I want to discuss because there are there are a lot of celebrity endorsements. You know, in presidential campaigns, um, usually I feel like most high profile kind of A list celebrities are typically more more Democrats, especially among like Hollywood crowd and entertainment crowd. But there are some Trump supporters. And I wanted to just kind of talk about a couple each. I know you've done some some light research. I've done some light research. I want to briefly touch on the um, just some celebrity Trump supporters and what we think about them. Okay. And I can go first if you'd like.
1: Let's hear um, it.
0: So my first one that I want to talk about is <laughs> the actress from Look Who's Talking, Cheers, Fat actress, none other than Kirstie Alley, who is um, a prolific Scientologist. I don't... Is she even relevant?
1: No. No.
0: (laughs) Well, she's a Trump supporter. Um, And she's very aggressive, very aggressive and assertive on Twitter, Um, not only about being a Scientologist, but being about being a Donald Trump supporter, Um, because... And she said, and this was her endorsement on October 17th on Twitter... I'm voting for at real Donald Trump because he's not, in all caps, a politician. I voted for him four years ago for this reason and shall vote for him again for this reason. He gets things done quickly and he will turn the economy around quickly. There you have it, folks. There you have it. And then there's like the the um, face emoji, but it's not a smiley. It's like got like the half crooked smile, mm-hmm. like the smile with like the drooping So, like, I don't really get it. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's a weird (laughs) emoji. That 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 really changes. (laughs) That statement. There you
0: have it. So, um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, but she. But if you think about it, Trump has a lock on a lot of the D-list celebrities from the 1980s. I mean, Scott Baio. Yeah. Um, Antonio Sabato Jr. (laughs) I mean,
1: Uh, Stephen Baldwin.
0: Stephen Baldwin. I mean, basically, someone who was barely relevant 30 years ago they're definitely endorsing trump
1: yeah, i agree <laughs> so someone on my list is it was kind of a surprise to me honestly 50 cent
0: oh yeah i heard about that
1: so he tweeted i don't care trump doesn't mm-hmm. like black people 62 percent of you are out of your F in mind. And it was, it was that 62% was in relation to like tax stuff under Biden's tax plan, which I don't think, you know, he's been very clear about that. And I just don't understand why people are still um, up in arms about his tax plan. But anyway, um, very surprising to me that 50 Cent is a Trump supporter and his rationale is taxes. And he literally said, I don't care. Trump doesn't care about black people.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really. I I mean, here's the thing. I do think that Trump, at the very least, I think, let me put it this way. I I think a lot of his efforts, and I'm I'm full disclosure, I'm not black, so I'm not, you know, I'm not in that target demo, but I do think that there have been some broad overtures to try to you know, quote unquote, woo black voters, you know, you could think about, you know, the first step act, you know, that criminal justice reform that he signed into law, but it had broad bipartisan support. So it wasn't like this was something that he was, you know, leading really, um, the putting into the annual budget, you know, funding for, um, uh, historically black colleges and universities. I mean, he does, he does have some quote unquote wins for the black community. With that said, he has also tangled himself up with white supremacists. Yeah. Um, so, I,
1: I, and, and the thing is, like, 50 <laughs> Cent is acknowledging – is that like 50 oh, yeah. Cent aware. is saying Trump has done more for black people than any other president other than Labor, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, God. 50 Cent is not tweeting Trump is the least racist person ever, right, or whatever Trump mm-hmm. said during the debate. He's acknowledging that Trump doesn't care about black people. But he's also saying I support him because it will be better for me and my taxes, which mm-hmm. is like – such a shitty thing, right? Oh, it's so
0: shitty. That's what I've said about gay people who support Republicans for years. I've always been like, yeah. Oh, that must be so nice to get that extra two hundred and fifty dollars back on your tax return, but then <laughs> trade in your personal dignity and, and self-worth for that two hundred that two hundred and fifty dollars must be really worth it. Especially for like rank and file, like non-wealthy, like trash gays like myself that vote for <laughs> I mean, I don't vote for Trump for Republicans, but for like trash gays that are like middle class, I'm like, wow, you must you must have really earned that three hundred dollars on your taxes. Good for um, you, honey. <laughs> I mean, it's the same concept.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Who else is on your celebrity Trump supporter list?
0: Well, this one is controversial because it really came to light this past week that it's very much heavily assumed that Chris Pratt is a Trump supporter, which... Like I think a lot of people know Chris Pratt as like the lovable character from Parks and Rec and then went on to be in Jurassic World. And then was he in like, okay, so I haven't seen any any of the Avengers movies, but I think he's in maybe some of them. So He's in a superhero movie, right? Franchise. Is it Avengers? Okay.
1: Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think is part of the Avengers. I don't know.
0: I I, think... I'm not the one, so by all means, like please don't please don't leave a negative review. We can't handle it right now, okay? <laughs> We've got a good record. Um, which, by the way, if you have not if you have not subscribed and if you have not left a review yet, you are wrong, and we need you to leave a five star review. And and don't worry if you accidentally give us one star but with a positive review, as one of our friends and listeners did. You can go back and change it, so it's no big deal. So if you make a mistake, there's always room there's always room for an apology and a change. Uh, just like when we accidentally. Say that people are dead when they're really not. Correct, <laughs> Melissa. Yeah, yeah. So Chris Pratt has come under fire because, like, he didn't. I guess Parks and Rec did a um, like a fundraiser event type thing for Joe Biden, and like everyone participated, but Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt, like, he's part of a church that's like notoriously anti-gay, but he like is like, well, I I'm not anti-gay, but I just go to this church. He's married into the Schwarzenegger family, which I think is interesting because. As as we've talked about on the podcast before, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a Trump supporter, and then on top of that, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, is still married but estranged from Maria Shriver. So Maria Mm -hmm. Shriver, who's also part of the expanded expanded speaking of the Avengers universe, the expanded Kennedy universe, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, she I she's a journalist, but I highly doubt she's a Trump supporter. Uh, Yeah. I yeah. highly doubt. I mean, obviously, not only with her Kennedy family ties, just <laughs> I highly doubt Maria Shriver is voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So I just find that, I find it interesting, but I do think he's a Trump supporter based on some of the, he's he's always kind of like skirted it. And didn't he play, no, that was Bradley Cooper that played um, the American sniper guy. But I feel like he, I feel like Chris Pratt, was he in the Benghazi movie? He was in some movie, I feel like, that kind of like dabbled into- like right wing politics, maybe I don't know.
1: I, you know, I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan. Um, he just seems like a bumbling idiot to me. And I do, you know, I props to him for his glow up, right? Because right. going from Parks and Recs to like being a in a superhero movie, super cut, like good for him, right? Mm-hmm. But. I I don't really follow him. I don't think he's that funny. I think he's obnoxious. And am I surprised that he might be a Trump supporter? Absolutely not.
0: No, I'm not either. So he's he's my second Trump supporter. So basically, I just wanted to talk about Chris Pratt and Kirstie Alley and really just talk shit. <laughs> Do you have any others?
1: I have one more. Okay. And it's Roseanne Barr. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No. We know that she makes poor decisions based on her ambient usage, but she has not taken back her support of Donald Trump. So I don't know what, what to think about it. I'm not surprised. Um, Just interesting that she like is really doubling down on the racist stuff, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I think she's a mess, but I think she votes in Hawaii. Doesn't she live in Hawaii on like a nut farm? I don't know. <laughs> no, and I'm not. That wasn't. That wasn't like, like a literal macadamia nut farm. I think she she lives on.
1: I, I I don't know.
0: Yeah, well she, I'll tell you what. She definitely is not voting for Joe Biden because Joe Biden, I, I bet, is um, friends with Valerie Jarrett. And Roseanne Barr, <laughs> as, as we know, is not a fan of Valerie Jarrett.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh gosh! So. Okay, uh, so yeah, go one ahead. One
1: other thing, kind of the the flip of Trump supporters. I was reading an article that Carly Kloss
0: mm. is supporting
1: Joe Biden, and Carly Kloss is married to Jared Kushner's brother.
0: Yeah, Josh Kushner.
1: And so I wonder, I mean, something tells me they're probably not invited to Thanksgiving this year, but I just wonder those family dynamics. Again, the Kushner's really need, we need keeping up with the Kushner's right now that we've talked about this before, but knowing that Carly is a Biden fan, like what, you know, what does that mean for the family dynamic?
0: Yeah. And she claims she voted for Hillary Clinton in uh, 2016 as well. I think that's, that is an interesting family dynamic. Um, I would like to know, I wonder if, I wonder who Josh Kushner voted for.
1: Oh, uh huh. You know
0: what I mean? Because I feel like yeah. being the brother, you know, the brother of of Jared Kushner, I feel like that there's. I I don't know. I I do think that's an interesting. It's an interesting family dynamic. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so with the 2020 election, which is literally like eight days away, like, which is insane, and because it's because it's forward thinking, it'll be here in two days. You know, <laughs> like it's the reverse of looking back in 2020. It's you know time travel. So it's kind of crazy, full disclosure, I am gonna be a poll worker on election day, so.
1: Uh, I'm I so have... envious.
0: And I'm the inspector. The inspector is the individual that runs the precinct.
1: I applied in Chicago mm-hmm. and they said they had too many people. Aww. But I feel like I'm on call, because I'm sure people are gonna cancel last minute, yeah. you know, or something's gonna come up, because I get applied, COVID. right? I applied like a month and a half ago at least, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I get like a, a last minute call saying, hey, I applied for the election judge position. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, and I I took the day off of work. So um, I don't know what I'll do if I'm not an election judge, but I we have to do an episode on any crazy stories that you have about working the polls. Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I, I traditionally have worked the polls. So, and I like being the inspector because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm the HBIC. I'm the <laughs> I'm the Tiffany Pollard. You know, um, I'm I'm the Tiffany Pollard of the precinct. So, I mean, not really. I mean, I follow the law. I, you know, I do all that. But like, if someone's acting a fool, I can go like, Hey, can you please like calm down and like I'm the inspector. Like, do you, anyways,
1: antici- do you anticipate any uh? Crazy things happening at the polls?
0: I don't know. They they put me down. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I follow the law. I follow the rules. I don't. I, I am there to be an equal administrator of the rules. I'm not there to play any partisan games. You know, it is. It is a. You know, I'm not. I always say like, because people. People have accused like, like when I worked the polls in the primary, someone goes, someone goes, my name isn't on the ballot. How do you even know it's me? And I'm thinking like, well, that's like, that's what you have. That you sign into the poll poll book. You get your ballot. And then we have a secret ballot. So your name wouldn't be on the ballot. But anyways, this lady was like, it doesn't even matter. There's going to be vote fraud and all this stuff. And because all you guys are, you know, corrupt, basically at the poll workers. And I I literally said, I said, yes, because this primary is worth me getting arrested and thrown in jail <laughs> for, for, for for taking away your vote. It's not worth it. It's not no. worth it. I'm there to literally follow the rules and, you know. Make sure everyone who um, is, is able to vote is able to vote successfully. I mean, that's right. literally what your job is all day. So it's yeah. not, it's it's a lot of drama though, because people, people assume that everyone working there is like a county employee. And it's like, no bitch, I'm a queen mm-hmm. for a day. I'm a county employee <laughs> for a day. If you have a problem, I don't care. I'm there. I'm like, I literally have, and here's the thing. If, if if you want to challenge me on something, I'll call the, we have a, like a, we can call the clerk's office. There's like a mm-hmm. clerk hotline you can call. So if someone says like, I don't think that's right, I'll go fine. I'll call. I don't care. I'm pretty right. sure I'm right. Cause I've been doing this for 10 years, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. who knows? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I just, you know, with the election one week away, I just, you know, I feel like the polls look really good for Joe Biden, but I also have that trauma from 2016 where the polls looked pretty good for Hillary Clinton. Yep. And so I'm just curious, you know, what are your kind of thoughts, you know, one week out on what do you think is going to happen? Do you have any predictions?
1: I have no predictions.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm just trying to set myself up for success. And that if I, if I think Joe Biden's going to win and then he doesn't win, I'm going to be extra upset. Right. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of the outcome Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, it's going to be a hot mess for many, many weeks. Mm -hmm. And I think there's going to be a lot of drama on election day. I think there's going to be a lot of just crazy people hanging out around the polls. I think people are going to be in line for a really long time. Um, And I think it will be a while until we're drama free. A long time. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What are your predictions?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it I think it really depends on, I mean, I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like Joe Biden, like I, I did some little research, like some historical analysis. So I like, for looking at polls, I like 538.com because mm-hmm. they rate the pollsters and then they weigh the polls. So like, for example, like, like. You know, a Quinnipiac poll may have like a B minus rating from 538. And so they weight it at a B minus scale. And then maybe a Fox News poll has like an A minus rating. So then they weight it a little bit heavier because they support that methodology that that, that pollster is using a little bit more. So I think okay. you get the best. And then they say, like, and then they look at all the polling averages, they kind of weight them, and then they do like, a, okay, so as of today, Joe Biden has a, you know, six in 10 chance of winning the state, you know, and they Mm -hmm. kind of weigh it that way. So you can kind of get an idea. Well, I looked at the polling averages basically from 2016 and, and compared everything to how it was right now with Joe Biden. And, you know, basically eight days out from the election, you know, Hillary Clinton had about a four or five point lead and Biden has about double that. So I feel pretty good, but I will say this. I also feel like you know, voting in the middle of the pandemic, there's so much social unrest right now in the country, and it's just like there's so like how do you appropriately use polls for a predictive nature when when we literally there's so many unknowns. And so I just yeah. think really if if Donald Trump were to win, which is still a possibility, um, I think I think polling for predictive purposes is dead. I will never, I will never trust another poll. <laughs>
1: I, I, <laughs> I mean, right? Agree. I agree. Yes. I yes.
0: mean, I'll think they're interesting, but I'll just kind of roll my eyes and be like, well, they got it. They've gotten it wrong now. I mean, there's some debate over how much they got it wrong in 2016. But I mean, obviously, it's just a mess. So, But I do think that we may um, we may have an idea. Like, if Joe Biden wins, apparently there's, there's talk that Florida should actually have a complete count on election night, which... <laughs> I don't know how much I trust that, but apparently Mm -hmm. that's true. And apparently North Carolina might. And so the thinking is that if Joe Biden flips North Carolina or Florida, it's probably over for Donald Trump.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Because Donald Trump needs both of those states in order to win.
1: Yeah. Um, I read a really interesting theory in the comments section of the Chicago Tribune Facebook page uh, where they were sharing polling and how Biden is uh, quite a bit ahead of Trump. Right. Mm -hmm. And somebody commented and said, well, It's a well-known fact that Republicans refuse to participate in polling, which is why it appears as though Joe Biden's winning. So, just something,
0: just something to think about, you know. I mean, that's. I mean, here's. I mean, you know what? First of all, thank you. it's not, and I love how they say that as if like they can't wait for that anyways. Like they can't wait for a lower turn. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. knowing that there's a lower response rate for Republicans, as if a pollster can't be like, okay, well then, if we know that we're gonna get less Republican responses, then we'll just wait the ones we have higher, as if that can't be accommodated for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know if that, anyways. I, you know what they say? It's like you know, don't wrestle with the pig. You know what I mean? It's that's yeah. like I feel like that's how. That's how commenting on some of those Facebook pages is, but we won't go there just yet today. (laughs) So anyway, so I guess it's like, we have eight days left. Who knows what's going to happen. I'm sure there'll be a couple other like crazy incidents. Apparently just as of last night, Trump's top two aides have COVID now or not Trump's um, Mike Pence's. Yeah. So like COVID is still swirling around. Like some of our top candidates, like who knows what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, Pence is still out and about. He's out and um, about, and he's
0: claiming that he's not had COVID, which is we debatable. All, we we all... all
1: saw that debate, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we all saw the COVID eye. and Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, yeah, so on that note, I guess we'll pivot to losers and legends this week. Um And you know what? I'm going to be selfish and go first today.
1: Let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) And
0: I, you know what? I have not one, but I have two legends today because Americans are going to make a choice at the ballot box and they're going to have to pick one candidate for president in eight days. But you know what? Today, I don't have (laughs) to pick two. I don't have to pick one legend. I can have two. So my first legend that I want to run with today is, I mean, needs no introduction, goes by one name, four letters, Share. (laughs) <laughs> and we've talked about Cher on the podcast before, one of our earlier episodes. And we, I mean, we love Cher, right? We,
1: Yeah, we love her.
0: And we have loved her. You know, fun fact, Melissa and I were in the same prom group um, together in high school, senior prom. And we went, we took a bus after prom, went and saw a show in Chicago, Second City Comedy Show, and then came yeah. back. The driver of the bus, um, his name was Sonny, this is this is true right Melissa?
1: Yes. His name yes. was
0: Sunny. He was fun and we watched the was this did your mom have this DVD?
1: I don't know how that DVD <laughs> made its way on the party bus.
0: <laughs> we watched the Share Farewell Tour on the party bus up to and from Chicago and we thought it was funny because there were loads of female impersonator <laughs> like when they would pan the audience for the Share Farewell co- concert DVD. There were like female impersonators track, but that DVD made it on the bus, correct? I think it was I think it's your mom's copy, right?
1: Uh probably. And my mom booked us the party bus. And yes. then I I don't know, I, I can't remember the details of it, but I remember our friend Katie was in a different prom group in like mm-hmm. a regular limo. Mm-hmm. And the limo passed us, and she was like, that looked insane because we had this big ass bus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were lights, and then we were we were watching the share live and tour DVD.
0: We were basically we, we were basically giving a gay and and there were th- and I think every every guy on the bus was gay, right? Me, Corey, yeah. John, yeah. Basically, it was basically it was a gay pride party bus <laughs> up to Chicago <laughs> for our for CPHS 2007 senior prom. Basically, anyways, so the reason why share, okay, so obviously we stand share, we love share. Which, by the way, I just want to say, I love that she did a farewell tour back in like the early two thousands, and then has continued to tour since. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm, I actually I saw her in concert like two years ago, and the tour, the name of the tour was called the Here We Go Again Tour, <laughs> which I kind of love. Anyways, the reason why share is my legend this week. Well, one of my two legends is that she did a rally in Vegas for Biden. Um, and she, what I love about it is, is that first of all, she was introduced by a Nevada Congresswoman who said, oh, if we could turn back time, <laughs> that's how she came out. That's how the Congresswoman went on stage. And she's like, but we can't, we can only move forward. And then she like pivoted. But I love that she led with, oh, if we could turn back time, <laughs> which I thought was great. Cher came out. She only, I'm pretty sure she lip synced. She only came out, lip synced one song, which was, um, Walking in Memphis, which is kind of a random song for her to do, yeah. but okay, fine, whatever. And and then she spoke about how much she loves Joe Biden and how she's like, we have to, you know, elect him. Like, you know, he's gonna, he's a good guy. I've known him for x amount of years, whatever. And then she like went off stage, but it was just like it was classic share. The whole event was maybe thirty minutes. It was it was it was great. So she's my first legend of the week. My second legend of the week is I was on that Instagram Explore page, mm-hmm. and I found someone, Ruby Drummer. This is the name of the Instagram handle. I don't know if this is true. I'm assuming it's true, but he's my other legend of the week because he did a bicycle road trip throughout North America to raise awareness and I think funds for humanitarian assistance in Yemen, which is literally if you know, if if you followed any news stories about it, it's literally a total humanitarian just dumpster fire. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's the amount of hunger, the amount of access to drinking water, even filthy drinking water is non-existent. It's 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 an unmitigated disaster. I mean, it's a it's a failed state. Um, but anyways, he decided to, within thirty six days, ride his bike twenty five hundred miles, and he rode a bicycle from Poopoo Poo Point in Washington <laughs> to Pee Pee Creek in Ohio. <laughs> And I, you know what? I think that is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I I was like dying of laughter thinking of someone being like, yeah, I'm going to ride my bike from poo-poo point to pee-pee green. <laughs> and I, I mean, those are probably like indigenous terms that mean something different. And And yeah. I know like I'm, you know, I'm got my Eurocentric flag flying. Okay, whatever. But I think it's funny and I think it's for a great cause. So he's my other legend for the week.
1: Oh my gosh, I hadn't heard about that, but I am going to follow him on Instagram, and it sounds like he's got a great sense of humor.
0: (laughs) So who's your legend for the week, or legends if you have multiple?
1: (laughs) You know, I just have one, um, and that's the Pope. Oh. So um, the Pope came out this past week and endorsed, I guess is the right word, um, civil unions for gay couples. Um, Not gay marriage, just -hmm. civil unions. Uh, which is still not the same and not great. But to me, it's a pretty big step forward for the Catholic Church. Um, And it was very bold of him to come out and say that because I have been looking online, reading comments on Facebook, Reddit, etc. And a lot of Catholics are very upset about this, which is – Interesting because, you know, I think a, a first order definition of Catholicism or even Christian Christianity is that it's it's a religion of love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that they are against this. And to be clear, it's not some people are like, this isn't enough. Right. Right. Gay marriage needs to be accepted in the Catholic Church. So if you want to be upset about that, be upset about that. They're they're upset of any kind of acknowledgement um, of of you know gay civil unions. Um and a lot of people are saying like the Pope sucks and he shouldn't be the Pope anymore. And it's like, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on here. Because if you're a Catholic, you should be. Very much about, you know, loving your neighbor and being kind to everybody. And as a Catholic, you also accept that the Pope is literally the mouthpiece of God. So if you say you disagree with the Pope, then you say you disagree with God. And you then you're also saying that you disagree with the core tenets of your faith. And it just seems to be lost on a lot of um, Catholics that are being very loud online. But good for the Pope. I like this Pope. I'm eager to see... How much more progressive uh, the Catholic Church um, becomes under his leadership?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I think that's I think it's especially bold because where the Catholic Church is getting most of its growth today is in the developing world, mm-hmm. and this is a very bold statement yeah. for the developing world. So mm-hmm. I think it's, he's in a tough position because he's trying to stay relevant in I would say the Western world, which has mm-hmm. largely moved on this this issue. Um, yeah. But, in the developing world, where they've had the growth, mm-hmm. it's it's, hard. it's he's, a, he's in a tough position yeah, um to try to reconcile that. So I think he's trying to kind of forge a, a middle, more progressive path. I would say, you know, bringing the Catholic Church in, into the early twenty first century. <laughs> I mean, really, though. I mean, so yeah. I mean I think it's I think it's you know, look at any pro, I, I'm of the belief. there are some people who say, you know, it's not good enough, but I'm of the belief that any any step forward is is positive.
1: I agree. Beggars can't be
0: losers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's your loser of the week?
0: So my loser of the week, I, I was almost going to not have a loser and have three legends, but I'm going to spin this so that there's a loser. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm very positive this week. Um, so my loser of the week is McDonald's. And the reason why it's McDonald's is because have you ever been to a McDonald's before and their ice cream machine is broken?
1: No. I, but I know it's a thing.
0: It, it's definitely a thing. And sometimes, here's the thing. I don't actually ever get anything at McDonald's other than like an ice cream cone usually. Because it's like a dollar. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a fun little treat. I go through yeah. the drive-thru. It's like a moment. Um, did not love that um, someone handed me a cone with her bare hands the other day. Um, did not eat it. Threw it out right away. Anyways. Like, didn't have it like wrapped with a napkin. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But I should not be surprised. I mean, you're you're at a McDonald's, like you're getting what you pay for, whatever. There is now a website called mcbroken.com. Um, so my loser of the week is McDonald's, but there's a website called mcbroken.com. And um, it has all of the McDonald's in the U S and it has a red light. If the ice cream machine is broken.
1: Oh my God. So you
0: can track whether or not, cause how many, I mean, cause I, I, I mean, I go to McDonald's. I don't go to McDonald's that often. I've only been there really once or twice, probably since the pandemic started. Um, but half the time the ice cream machine is broken down and I'll have, you know, that the McDonald's closest to me, um, the McDonald's closest to me has a, uh, has a machine that's broken right now. Now I don't go to that McDonald's for a variety of reasons. And I don't know what that says about me or my neighborhood, but that's not the one I usually go to. (laughs) Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So can you, if you go there today and you get an ice cream, Mm -hmm. can you go to the website and say, Hey, I was just here confirming that it's that I believe so. Yeah, you can
0: like, yeah, you can, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a great new system and, and, you know, shame on McDonald's for not having better ice cream machines.
1: Well, I always thought that it was just like the employees didn't want to make an ice cream cone, which doesn't seem that difficult, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That hasn't been my journey at this point. I I don't, uh, (laughs) I, I have not worked in McDonald's. I've worked fast food. I've worked at a dairy queen. Um, mm-hmm. I've worked at a Burger King. I've worked at several royal uh, courts, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. anyways, I digress. I we can't we can't we don't have time we we don't have time for that saga today. That's another episode. My my time at fast food.
1: Um. Well, my loser of the week is these grown ass men on the Northwest Indiana Times Facebook page who cannot deal with a woman voicing an opinion or a thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very active on the Times Facebook page this past week. I can't tell you why. I'm just like, uh, well, I can't tell you why. It's cuz I'm bored. I have nothing else to do. And I'm not <laughs> even I'm not even trolling. I'm just commenting, stating facts, adding some additional commentary. And there was uh, There was a post on the Times Facebook page about the uh, United Steelworkers lighting up Trump Tower with a Biden-Kamala sign, right? Mm. And I I just commented, you know, fun reminder, Trump stiffed most of the contractors and subcontractors on this project. um, And he also used steel from China instead of steel from the U.S. and All facts. Facts. Facts, easily googlable facts. It turned into like fifty comments. <laughs> I'm just gonna read a few, okay?
0: I'm. By the way, I want you to know I've got my. I'm. I know we're about to travel into another dimension to to learn about some of these people's thoughts on the situation. So I've got my space helmet on. I'm ready.
1: Somebody commented about China dumping steel into the the port of northwest Indiana and how it's like the water levels are insane. And I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> China dumping steel isn't like there, how would you even get steel to Lake Michigan from China? Like <laughs> that is not what dumping steel means. Dumping steel means selling steel to other countries at, at really low costs, right? <laughs> So that no one buys steel from the u s. They buy steel from China. and it hurts it hurts those companies domestically. That's what dumping steel means. And this guy was trying to make this argument about like pollution and water levels because China is like, what do you think is happening? Like like a plane is just like literally dumping steel anyway. then we get into this argument about um, tariffs with China and steel. And then this guy commented and goes you ever buy a pound of usa steel with your own money how about master coil and i'm like what 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 does that have to do with understanding tariffs (laughs) (laughs) and then another person commented and said you just may not have all the facts you are welcome to come and speak with me i will not mansplain only share facts and acknowledge and knowledge from um over three decades in the business and i'm like i i don't fucking care about your opinion i'm not going to come speak with you does
0: this person live in leroy I- <laughs> <laughs> does this person live in leroy indiana
1: <laughs> and then one final comment and this is about like the contractors, subcontractors that mm-hmm. trump like literally didn't pay and he's well known for just, like, not paying yeah. people that do work for him. And I, I did some – somebody was asking, and so I sent, like, three articles over that outlined not only stuff that happened with Trump Tower in Chicago, but stuff that's happened around the U.S. And, like, over, like, 3,000 lawsuits and a bunch of fines that he got, right? And then this guy is, like – tell me one specific incident that you have the facts on and the amount of money that was in question and the people that didn't get paid, you're just spreading propaganda, or in other words, you're lying." And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Tell me one specific incident. So I just responded and I said, "Um, yes, sir. I love taking orders from random grown ass men on the internet who don't know how to use Google. If you look above, I posted a bunch of articles, go read them, enjoy. And he's like, "Well, I read the articles and it doesn't say anything." I'm like, "You didn't fucking read the article."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, one final comment. It was about the debate. Um and I made I made a comment about how like Trump was obviously increasingly upset throughout the debate. And this <laughs> this guy just commented, "All he commented was are you a moron? And I was so tempted to be like, how did you know? I think I am. <laughs> Tell me I, more.
0: You yeah. are, in my opinion, you are the mother Teresa of the Northwest Indiana Times Facebook page. They do not deserve you. You are like, basically, like people may have paid, you know, people pay for their new, I mean, I know that the Northwest Indiana Times Facebook page is free. But think about it, if they're paying, you know, $5 a month for that subscription, they're getting their money's worth just by interacting with you alone.
1: I, I agree. You should
0: be on staff. They should be so lucky to have I like you.
1: To, I like to think that the admins of that page, like have their favorites, right? They're like, Oh God, here, this mm-hmm. guy goes again, or here, this here's, you know, I, I changed my name on Facebook because I was so worried about these people getting upset. Yeah, Cause and either, they're crazy. Either commenting my employer, which I am not embarrassed about anything that I'm posting mm-hmm. either. Uh, um, reaching out to my employer or, you know, like reaching out to my dad, they might work at work out at the Y and might know my dad. And, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, that Facebook page. Uh,
0: well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this time, this, this wonderful afternoon. And I, I hope that if, if, if any one of our listeners have not voted yet, you should definitely go ahead and try to early vote if your jurisdiction allows it. And at the very least have a plan to vote on election day.
1: I agree. I'm gonna. I got a mail-in ballot, but I'm dropping it off this week at my uh, early voting polling location. And you best believe I'm gonna take some thoughty photos with that big-ass <laughs> I voted sticker that came in my package.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening again. Please follow us on Instagram at the Popular Vote Pod. And if you haven't, you know, subscribed on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do so. And please leave us a review. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thanks, bye.